Hey, Lincoln. What did we just watch? Uh, we just watched To the Bone, a Netflix original. Boy, that was bleak. Yeah, this is a very depressing movie. Especially coming off of Mr. We Should Watch This, because it looks like Juno. Now, to this, be fair. This is not Juno. Now, to be fair, the trailer on Netflix made this seem a little more whimsical than it was. This is not whimsical. There's whimsy in it. But well, there's good characters. They make you laugh. There's a little whimsy. A little. What I expected in kind of my comparisons to Juno when seeing the trailer was think of Juno where it's, you know, a serious subject matter that is within a comedy. This is not a comedy. It brings like the serious nature of what's happening to light, but as well as kind of lightening the mood with a lot of really good comedy. Yeah, this didn't do that. This didn't lighten the mood. It broke the tension every now and then with a good, like funny moment, but it didn't lighten any moods. So to the bone is about a young woman, Ellen. Or Eli, as she's later known. Who suffers from anorexia, but not the good kind of anorexia. Is there good kind? I don't know. After watching this movie, I realized how much that it glorified anorexia, and that's the Oh, we're just going to jump on all those negative... Oh, I'll jump on it right the fuck now. We saw so many articles saying this movie glorifies anorexia, and they put it in a bad light because she's so attractive. I don't think it glorifies it at all. To me, it shows all the negatives and the struggle that they're going through as, a, as an illness. She looked like shit. She looked sick. I mean, she looked terrible. She did not look attractive. And progressively through the movie, because she keeps losing weight, because she's not actually, like, trying to... She'll chew food and spit it out. Yeah. It's like she's not even trying to swallow it or anything. And she just looks progressively more and more like a skeleton. Yeah. I mean, I don't see where people are saying, like, she looks good in this. No, she really doesn't at all. Keanu Reeves, on the other hand, mighty fine. There is also... Lily, Lily Collins is the actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing, back to kind of like glorification of anorexia. Do you know what I'm talking about when I say that YouTuber? That she's like, she is anorexic. I vaguely know what you're talking about. She is... I don't even know what like her channel is supposed to be about. I think it's like a fashion thing. But she weighs like 80 pounds and is disgusting looking because of how just malnourished she is like there's like the sunken eyes and everything and it's and it's just sad because if you're going to talk about like glorifying anorexia let's talk about that more about how that she claims i'm not anorexic i'm just really skinny blah blah blah. no you have a mental health issue but you're being glorified on the internet and people will tell you how great that you look thus continuing your anorexia and you are going to die which came up with the filming of this movie even yeah there was interviews where the people were like kind of like complimenting her and congratulating her on her weight loss for the role and she took that as very offensive because again i she has suffered from anorexia in the past so it's the director of the movie and the writer so if, you're like, getting people telling you you look great and yeah. you're doing such a good job at starving yourself i don't see how that this is glorifying anorexia when we have things in the media that are actually glorifying anorexia. Yeah, and I honestly don't see how you get glorification out of this movie. It's bleak. She knows she's going to die, but she can't, like, she can't find it in her to, like, quit. You can tell she wants to. She doesn't want to do that, but she doesn't know what else to do. So before we start getting into spoilers, I do want to talk about how I thought this movie was fantastic. Yes, and we should, should we talk about how we've changed our rules for the end of the year? Yes. We have decided to include Netflix originals in our theatrical release films. I thought about it, especially because now that there's kind of like 
Amazon original because like Manchester by the Sea and I would have qualified last year, but we weren't qualifying kind of like the original movies. It wasn't like a real theatrical movie. So yeah. I think going forward, it would be smart, especially now that we're getting like actual quality movies such as To the Bone, which again was, I guess it was like showcased at Sundance. So yeah, so uh, we're going to count it because it was released this year as a Netflix film. So if you go to the website, if you're looking in the archives, it might be under th- in theaters. I'll just put in parentheses like Netflix original after it because mm-hmm. I don't really want to classify them as rentals because that doesn't feel, it'll get too convoluted. We'll yeah. see. But so we are including it. That should probably tell you something of what we thought about the movie when I'm telling you. We've changed the rules so the To the Bone can be in our top 10. Top 10 next year <laughs> at the end of the year. Yeah. So probably top five, yeah. honestly. Um, I thought it was expertly made. I thought it was very sobering. It really, yeah, opened your eyes to a lot. For something that I don't know anything about. I've never... And don't really understand. I don't understand it. I have never known anybody... Well, to my knowledge, I've never known anybody that suffered from anorexia. I might have and didn't know, but... I'm not sure if I have either. I probably have, because a lot of people are very good at hiding that stuff until it's too late. Mm -hmm. So, spoiler start, because I want to talk about the end of the movie. No, we'll talk about counting in a minute. All right. Spoilers. I want to talk about a scene going back to the negative reception this movie's gotten that I don't understand. Um, the feeding scene is the one I want to talk about because I think it's the best scene in the movie. I do too. We yeah. watched this last night and we're recording today because we wanted some time to kind of process it. Yeah. So the movie wasn't just us like confused and bewildered. Well, at the end, we just sat we were just like, we just oh, sat there quietly. Fuck. Because there's this part in the movie where it tonally shifts. Like a bulldozer hitting you. Mm-hmm. To, I did not expect it to just immediately, dra- all the life just drains out of it. The color of the movie just drains out of it. I wasn't expecting that, and it doesn't let, let up. You're just on this like death grip until the end of the movie. No, I, I mean, there's a character that is pregnant, and it's all I kept thinking, like, oh, God, she's going to lose the baby. Like, we, we're dreading it. Mm-hmm. And when it happened, we were just like, oh, fuck. And that was when it really did not let up. That's when it completely like it grabbed you by the throat and you and it just pushed you down until the end. There was no and the end doesn't let up. Yeah, that is not an uplifting. Here it is, all wrapped and tied in a bow. Everything's okay. Ending, which a lot of people don't like. But more oh, into a that, a lot of people hate yeah. the ending. So there's a scene that I think is the best scene in the movie that a lot of people don't understand. I think it's pretty obvious. I think it's obvious, but I also thought of. I didn't want to... Hmm, how do I word this? Most people that watch Netflix all the time are stupid. I mean, that's what you came up with, uh, how to word this? Y'all dumb. I'm just thinking of the majority of people that I have to deal with on a daily basis that I know go home and watch Netflix all the time. So somebody that sees, oh, Netflix original movie, let's watch this. Yeah, because the big scenes people hated were that and the um, kind of surrealist scene. The two very heavy symbolic scenes and they'll watch them and say well this isn't like captain america 17 which to me there is a several times of symbolism in this that are kind of blatant like when he takes into an art exhibit and it's just rain mm-hmm. well well but then they even like in that scene they even state kind of the symbolism for it yeah i mean that's why i'm like this and that's why i don't understand how people still didn't get it it's like <laughs> what does this mean why are we here like because we're alive yes he's telling you like this symbolizes you're alive. You can People feel this. You it. can be here. Yeah, it's pretty much. I thought the feeding scene was pretty much. 
I think of, again, you know what? I'm throwing caution in because I don't care. I'm just shit talking to everybody. Oh, Lord. The people I'm talking about are people that like. Are you going to name names? No, no, no. Okay. Like people that I went to school with who now are just like lonely single moms that sit there and just want to watch mind numbing television programs that are probably going to flip to this and watch and be like, well, that was fucking gay. The people are like, Bye Bye Man was fucking amazing. It's those people that primarily you're going to see. Annabelle's so good. Because I think a lot of people are like us when we saw, like, see Netflix original. I'm like, mm, ugh. I don't know why we one. just assume they won't be good. Because a lot of them aren't because of the, the quality of content on Netflix and the audience that it caters to. I don't expect a, an award-winning Sundance film to be a Netflix original because also Netflix originals blow ass and all of them suck. I haven't seen a lot of Netflix original movies. I watch shows. I think their shows are much better overall. At least the ones I've seen, like Stranger Things and Kimmy Schmidt. I don't like that one. It's not terrible. I wasn't a fan of it. I only watched the first it sucks season. because you liked it. Okay. You're the dumbest person I've ever seen. Yeah. Orange is the New Black, don't get that. I'm not a fan of Orange House is the New of Cards, meh. It's fine. I just couldn't get into House of Cards. Uh, Jessica Jones, I haven't watched. Iron Fist? I haven't, I haven't watched any of the Marvel ones. Yeah. You liked Daredevil, didn't you? I did, but... What little you watched of it? I'm kind of over it. The problem with me and shows is like I'll watch like two episodes and go, that was good. And I just never watch it again. That's why I'm so bad with shows. But I can watch like anime. Like one you and I started watching was iZombie and we were like, this is pretty good. Did you ever get I past I finished that? the first season. Uh, where we left off is where I stopped. I haven't watched an episode That was like six. episode seven, I think. Yeah. I enjoyed what I saw, but I'm like, yeah. Anyways, back to single moms hating their life. Okay. That's what I kind of equate Netflix to now. Netflix has gone downhill. Yeah. And that's why there's the scene of where... She go okay, so she leaves the treatment facility. It's like a house, basically. Yeah. And she goes and fl- and on a bus ride out to where did they say Arizona? Phoenix, yeah. Phoenix, yeah. Where her mother lives. Her real mom. So that she can stay with them. Because kind of a big character arc with our main character is that she enters the facility not truly wanting to get better in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. I think the bargaining scene kind of solidified that. There's this scene where that she kind of bargains of, I won't tell them about your bag that you're throwing your food up in if you'll get me laxatives. Yeah, she just wanted to do what she needed to do to get out of there because her stepmom was going to kick her out of the house. So she didn't actually want to not be anorexic, I guess. She didn't want to be helped in any way, shape, or form. She goes out, and there's a scene where her mom, like, I guess that they rent out kind of like these big TP. It's really cool looking, yeah. Yeah. I've seen those before, but I don't know what they're called. Yeah, it's like a little house TP tent thing. It's gonna drive me nuts because I know it has a name. It's not a lean to, but Mm -hmm. so they're sitting there and her mom starts talking about how that she's like accepted I'm trying to remember how she phrased it. I've accepted that you want to die. Yeah, if you want to die, I've accepted that. It's heart wrenching. And then she starts talking about a uh kind of like a suit. Well, she's apologizing. She feels guilty because she didn't hold her enough. She wasn't there for her. She's putting it on herself. So she wants to feed her with a bottle of like soy milk and kind of revert her back to like an infant stage. And it's after that she says like, if you want to die, like I accept it, that Ellen breaks down and then she feeds her like an infant. Fucking like a harrowing scene. Where I don't get why people don't understand it is she left the place and the doctor's like she has to hit rock bottom 
that doesn't work for everybody. She has to hit rock bottom before she will accept help. This scene is her hitting rock bottom and starting over. Literally reverting back to birth. She's literally starting from the beginning. She does this. She goes back, like apologizes seemingly to her stepmom, stepsister, and then willingly goes back to the facility for treatment. But before that, there is a scene that is incredibly essential is after the feeding. When she basically dies. When she goes out to, to die. She goes into the desert to lay down to accept death. And this is when the surrealist kind of moment happens. This is when the in-your-face romance. In-your-face. Fuck me. I don't want to... Hold on. Let me finish this, and then we can talk about that bullshit. Okay, because that pisses me off. There's this surrealist part where she's in a dreamscape of where she is looking down on on her naked body and understanding that she's withering away. And there's kind of a symbol of her courage that she swallows. And a lot of people don't like that scene. And I can understand why, because it do- it is a lot different. Totally, it's very yeah. much different. Yeah. But I still think it's important. And also, I don't know, I think I thought it was well done. I thought it said what it needed to say without just her sitting up and she's like, no, I won't die. Yeah, I would have rather had that dream sequence than her saying, like, I gotta live. I gotta do it for my family. I hate anorexia. And then freeze frame, like fist in the air. Yeah, that would have sucked way more than that scene. So there is a side plot that is a romance side plot. A side plot. And I want to reiterate side plot, and I want you to look up the definition of a side plot so that you can understand that that is not what the whole fucking movie's about. Everybody makes it seem like it is. I don't get that at all. If we're really going to nitpick the romance side plot, I don't think it was fleshed out enough. No. Especially because... So there's this character... Jake? Is it Luke? Luke. Is it Luke? It's Luke. I'm going to stick with Luke. I think it's Luke. I'm pretty sure it's Luke. I feel really bad. I'm I think it's Luke. I don't... There was a lot of characters I don't remember. No. All their names. He is a British chap who seemingly should not be there. He looks fine. He acts fine. He has a lot of privileges. The more with him, he comes off as very abrasive at first, but then you start understanding him as a character. And I like that because you saw him in like his kind of overpowering force through her eyes, especially when she's so guarded against it. She's a bit guarded. Yeah. And you slowly realize a couple of things about him. One that I think his intentions are very good. Mm -hmm. He has seemingly been, I don't want to say cured, but he's doing better for himself. No, I had not much cured. More, That's why he's still there. Exactly. Much more than the other people. And it's because there's kind of side uh, dialogue of that he could technically leave if he wanted to, but he wants to stay there to help the others. But I think also with that is he doesn't have the confidence in himself to do it without the others. And he pretty much says that at the end mm-hmm. with uh, Eli, that he needs her. So there's there's that side of him, but then there's also the side of him that is still you know, you forget that he's still mentally ill because they embrace in like a kind of like a passionate kiss fest that happens. And he says, I'm falling in love with you to which she is like, whoa, 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 hold up. Rightfully so. Yeah. And then she says, you, we've only known each other for like three fucking weeks. He says, I've known you for two years. Referencing back to the Tumblr blog that she had. I thought that that was something that could have been explored more, especially because at the end of the movie, how he puts it on her, that he's not going to get better because if she leaves, 
Uh, I thought that w- that could have been fleshed out a little bit more of kind of his delusions of the romance yeah. and his attraction to her mainly through all of these internet posts because it does now that once that gets brought to the surface, you understand at the beginning of the movie why he immediately gravitated towards her because he under he realized who it was. Yeah, felt like he understood her, mm-hmm. and it shows why he's still there because Keanu is the doctor, and one of the things he stresses is I can't heal you. I can't do anything for you. I won't make you eat. I won't make you do any of this and that. You have to do it on your own. And at the end, he's telling her point blank, like, I can't, I I need you. I Mm -hmm. cannot do this if you're not here. Which going into him and how at the end of the movie, you understand that he is not as well as you perceive him. There's so much more with the characters that I felt very bad at the end of it because I don't know how they're going to turn out. I so yeah, that's one of the things because basically the movie when she goes back to the to the house, uh, the credits roll. When she chooses to go back and get help, that's when it stops. We don't know. And a lot of people don't like that, but I don't know why that this movie has to have a happy go lucky ending. I think if it had a happy go lucky ending, that is far more hurtful to people with anorexia. That oh, you're fine. It'll get better. Because the whole point of the movie was the whole speech that he tell that Keanu Reeves tells her. Of you need to do this yourself. There's like, nothing I can say or prescribe you that's gonna. Ch- this is a way of thinking. So this if there was like mindset. some kind of happy-go-lucky ending, I just don't. I think that you. It would be. You know, his basic ways. Mm. You know, his thing is you have to control it. You're always gonna have the surge. Like it's always gonna be there. I mean, it's very blunt. He's very abrasive, almost as a doctor, because he's like, "Fuck your feelings," which I thought was those were the scenes of levity when they're outside and they're just yelling, "Fuck." Fuck those feelings. Mm-hmm. And the one girl, I think her name's Penny. Oh, yeah. Just feels <laughs> fucked. That's one thing that made this movie great, too, is every character I loved and I cared about. Damn, Doctor, you trying to turn me straight? <laughs> <laughs> that girl is great. But, you know, every single character you cared about. Well, there's also characters that are incredible that are, well, I want to say small because really, primarily this movie gravitates around kind of the same, like, five characters, I would say. Oh, really? Two, mainly. Primarily just... Luke and Luke and Eli. Yeah. Which is I think why people thought that the romance plot was so big because he is a grand a central focus of the movie, but it's not even a, a, a romance central focus necessarily, as it is just a relationship in the house. No, and it goes back to um the girl that was pregnant and she said, I think one of the things that's really helpful for me is caring about someone else. That's a parallel here. That's how Eli is seeing him of I'm not just thinking about myself right now. This is easier. This could be easier for me to do if there's someone else that I think actually cares about me. Because mm-hmm. her family does, but she doesn't think they do. I think when her mom opens up, she realizes they actually give a shit about mm-hmm. me. Except for her dad. Yeah. Because her dad ditches the fucking group meeting. Her dad's a piece of shit. But back to the minor characters, you know, we have all of the characters in the house, even some that don't really get much dialogue case in point the one girl that i honestly cannot remember her name that was sitting next to or directly across the table that was much smaller like much younger oh, i'm not sure i don't remember most of the she names. talked enough to where i still understood her character and there were like little quirks about her how that she like only ate eggs mm-hmm. enough in her talking to the other people where that i cared about her as a character it was just very, like that's one thing we talked about at the end it's like well, it kind of the movie kind of told us what direction Eli's going. What about everybody else? Like here we are worried about the other people. The the character that she kind of barters with, I, you also worry about as well because she was not in any way, shape, or form. She was cheating. Yeah, and they don't talk that much, but you understand their characters, and 
I don't know. It's just, it's crazy how that I cared for a character that had maybe two lines. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really soul crushing when the one girl lost her baby. Like you, you felt it. That. And then when she doesn't come back and yeah. you think, well, like shit, what happened to her? Yeah. She, Cause she chose to leave. Cause all these characters feel like real characters. I think that's what made this movie. So like such a gut punch is I didn't feel like I was watching a movie. I felt like I was watching real people. Well, and then I've seen a lot of not saying it felt like a documentary, but if to me, their dialogue and emotions felt real. A lot of people are against the dialogue options that they chose for Ellen of saying that she was too quirky. I thought that she just sounds like she a sounds person. like a teenage girl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she sounded like someone her age mm-hmm. and her quirkiness. It's her defense mechanism. Why is being interested in like arts and stuff seen as like automatically branded as a quirky thing now? Because uh, of hipsters. Oh, hipsters yeah. ruined all that. That's right. But I didn't think she was quirky. I thought. They're young kids. These aren't like 30-year-olds. I'm not saying she was a... I don't know if she was a teenager, but... Well, um, she is 20. 20, yeah. Because yes. they say she just turned 20. I don't remember she, if they say Luke's age, but she's, under 21. Yeah, they're both under 21 because they had to fake cancer to get beer. Which was a really funny comedic scene. This is the, one of the first times you see characters talk about something other than their illness. And they're accepting of it because they get it. And like Luke knows, like I'm not going to make her eat. Because that's not how this works. I really don't know why there's such disconnect with this movie with people. Like, I, yeah, I don't get quirky. I'd understand if she was 40 making stupid puns and she felt like a normal, like that was the real her. And then she'd realize it and she'd get not hateful, but very blunt and push people away. Mm-hmm. One thing tonally with this movie I could see people not happy with, I guess, is how the beginning of it is kind of whimsical, though. At the beginning, it becomes, it's very lighthearted, and it was lighthearted enough to where I was kind of worried, especially with the subject matter that we were going into, of like a very, very lighthearted. Case in point, like her stepmother making the cake, which that was a funny scene, it's a cake with like a burger on it. Um, there's kind of a them counting calories scene that was funny. But I, I like how it starts from a very kind of whimsical, like, oh, it's not a big deal, but then it just... Oh, oh, up, 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 up. Because to me, those crazy, scenes crazy, too, crazy. like when you look back on them later, they weren't all that whimsical. They were out of context. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, to me, the counting calories and stuff was just to show like her stepsister is about the only person she has. Yeah. That doesn't talk about her illness. That was one of the most gut-wrenching things is when they had the family therapy and her sister breaks down crying and says, I just want a sister. Or Yeah, I don't want to look back at photos at prom. And all I think about is, oh, that's when she was in the hospital. It was just rough. It was really rough. Counter Reeves, to me, was the one that kept it from, like, every time it'd be like, "Ah, okay, okay, we got to bring the bleakness up a little bit. We put him on screen. Just because a doctor cussing is like, oh, that's unexpected. Well, and also with Keanu's character, I loved how that they did not go into much backstory with him. They didn't go into any. The most backstory that you got with him was he's not married, he doesn't have kids, he enjoys his work too much, and he's dedicated too much to his work to mm-hmm. worry about anything. Which she turns on and says, it sounds like you're, what, avoiding... Avoiding, uh, not relationships, but... Basically relationships. So to show that, like, he's not perfect, and I think that was an eye-opener for her as well. He's not saying he's perfect and has all the answers. That's his big thing, is I don't have the answers, you have the answers. You just need to realize it and find them. And it pisses her off to where she leaves. Because she's like, are you going to cure me? He's like, no. Whether you live or die is up to you. Well, and when he's doing her physical for the first time, he's just like, if you're going to do this bullshit, like I'm not. Yeah, don't waste my time. Yeah. 
if you want to die, go die. Like, just that blunt about it. Mm -hmm. I also liked, and this isn't just towards anorexia necessarily, but kind of bringing certain things to light that maybe people wouldn't think about when it comes to dealing with children with mental illness, about how, how some families, I think, with people that have mental health issues that don't have, like, supportive parents about it, is that they could just think that they are a problem like the Ellen does because her parents aren't necessarily treating it in the way that they should be. They're not treating it as in my daughter has an illness. They're treating it as she's a problem that we can't take anymore. And her mom got rid of her. And her stepmom's trying to get rid of her for the same thing. Her dad doesn't come around. Yeah, they basically, in the group therapy, say she's a problem. They couldn't handle this problem anymore. You know, that's not the support she needed. It wasn't until her mom, like, gave in and broke down and showed her true feelings that Eli really turned it around. Understood what was happening and the effect it was having on not just her. Now, it wasn't just about her, which is what she tried to make everything. That's why I think the feeding scene was fucking important. It was incredibly important. How we both made it through this movie without crying, I don't know. I was like, oh no. Like, it was just... Because I'm the crier. Real stuff like that, I, I can't know. Mm-hmm. If it's done right, because... Oh, you you saying that Logan's not real? No. You saying that Logan's not real? You War for the War Planet of the, the Apes is not real. It's not real. No, it's not. It's real enough to me. Well, it's not. Cry. It's not real. During a fucking CGI ape dying. <laughs> but you know, but then when you have characters that it feels like you know them without any backstory, really. Like they they talk about her blog for a little bit. They throw it out once of what happened. They don't dwell on it. Mm-hmm. You know, throughout they're like, "You didn't kill anybody," and we're like, "What's the hell?" I almost thought they were never going to say it. Apparently a fan of her artwork liked it and killed herself. Which, yeah. And sent Ellen the suicide note, which pissed off the girl's parents. And then that girl sent Ellen pictures of the suicide. So it kind of just, just sprinkles it out there. lets you know, like, this is where this started, basically. Or maybe not started, but this is where it really kicked this into gear for her. Mm. That she was just beaten down with that guilt and... You know, honestly, you bring up a great thing of why I didn't cry during this movie, and I think I have an answer to it. I think it was because I was, like, emotionally exhausted by the end of it. I was, too, because we wanted to record just, afterwards, and I was like, I can't. I just can't. Just beaten down so much that it was just, I was just, like, numb. To I it. can only imagine what this would sound like if we were recorded right afterwards. <laughs> this would have been pure shit. That's why we didn't. Yeah. But no, I just, I couldn't mentally record it. Well, with... with I know that of, sounds like such a fucking yeah. pretentious statement to say, but... But I think that this movie is very powerful, and I think that it's something that you need to kind of digest. I think it's an important movie for people to see. Not even with anorexia, just with like mental health in, in general. I, I personally do. Mm-hmm. I, people will disagree. You'll see a lot of things of people hating it and thinking it's the wrong message it's sending. I didn't get that message. You might. You might watch and be like, wow, they really think you should starve yourself. Well, but I don't get that out of this movie at all. So the issue that I have with that is that all mental health issues are different and each person sees things regarding mental health differently. So what I may think is glamorizing mental health, somebody may not agree with me and vice versa. I think that it's such kind of an umbrella thing that did you just mimic an umbrella? I did just mimic an umbrella. Okay. It's an umbrella term mental health issue that there's so so many complexities to that that not everybody's going to have the same reaction to something that deals mm-hmm. with that. And then you're going to have people that watch this movie and just think like, bitch should just eat. Just eat. It's not that easy. She likes food. I mean, you can tell like that mm-hmm. just the smell. She loves the taste of food. She just refuses to swallow it. How long do you want to give it? 
I'm probably going to have to give it a 10. Uh, this is a movie I'm definitely going to watch again. Not anytime soon. Mm-hmm. It'll be like, um, I really attribute this one a lot to like, not on the same level because Melancholia like really, really hit me pretty hard, but just very real feeling. And mm-hmm. Melancholia, go back and listen to episode 50. I talk about it. I know it was a shitload, shit long time ago. I don't know, shit long. I just made that a shit thing. Shit long time Shit ago. long time ago. You know, I talk about my feelings on that mm-hmm. and why that movie affected me. This movie didn't affect me quite that much because it wasn't on a, I mean, I personally don't know, but I think it's a very, it's a powerful film that people should watch. I'm not going to give it that high of a score. Um, I was thinking more of a 9.3. 9.3. Um, just because I, I, again, kind of wish that things with Luke's character was more fleshed out. And I think that the rain scene was important, but went on far too long. That scene, I wish they would have, they just would have went outside in the rain. It seemed too hard to like, go to a museum, to a, a rain exhibit. It's a very small thing, but. Yeah. I mean, it's, you got to see Luke dance because he was a dancer. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. It was a great movie. Fun times by all. Uh, was a weird movie for me to eat a lot of food during. Yeah, you went and got Taco Bell before the movie. We ate Taco Bell while watching To the Bone. I don't feel guilty because that would be glamorizing, but it was just weird thing. It's a weird movie to eat food to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not like I don't know if I could eat McDonald's while watching Super Size Me or something. Ugh. Well, that was To the Bone. Yeah, definitely watch it. It's on Netflix. Check it out. I'm dead inside. You were dead inside before. <laughs>